0: They all need to cut cut the the crap. crap. Now, here's your host, Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer.
1: Hey there, folks. Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer here. Thank you for joining me on Cut the Crap. Crap is nothing more than an acronym... C-R-A-P, and that stands for Culture, Race, and American Politics, because I believe when we mix culture, race, and American politics, everything goes to hell in a handbasket. On today's program, we're going to be talking about a new development in Maricopa County, Corruption County, Arizona, where the Carrie Lake judge that dismissed her case is being sued. It's all on the basis that Mayor Copa conducts tainted election process that rendered the election outcome impermissibly uncertain. Impermissibly uncertain. That's the key. Welcome to the program, folks. Hey, shout out to all my people out there listening on the radio program, Real Talk, FM 93.3. Thank you for joining in. Folks, I know all around the world people are watching with bated breath to see what happens in the Cary Lake lawsuit. It's been a roller coaster. You saw for the first time in America, the suit went forward, all based on this 2020 stuff, and now 2022.0, which was ironically 2022. And you saw this wild ride with Cary Lake, and you saw evidence presented in court that in your mind, in my mind, in many people's minds, was irrefutable. I'm going to tell you about this lawsuit suing the judge, because the judge, as the case contends, set an artificially high standard. Here's what it's going to depend on. Basically, the Hobbs' uh, margin of victory over Kerry Lake was 0.668982%. 0.668982%. Not even one point. Just a little over half a point. Two-thirds of a point. And there's a similar case in the court that undid an election. It's called the Re- uh, Reyes case. We're going to talk about it. And in that case was 0.62179. Fractions of a fractions of a difference, right? And this case is something that may set a brand new precedent. You've got to pay attention to it because it may be a very good, solid way to look at this election and to get these cases heard because it contends that Maricopa conducts tainted elections process that rendered the election outcome impermissibly uncertain. Those are the key words. Now I want to set a few things for you so you understand how this works. You know you learned the hard way in doing this when all of us saw everything go to hell in a handbasket with the November 2020 elections with Donald J. Trump. I have found in this process that our system does not want to be questioned. You know it, I know it. Our system does not in any way want anybody to look at what are the real numbers. And that is why they'll tell you they're the safest elections ever. Most, well, most secure elections ever. Now, the way they really mean it is they popped a bunch of federal agents and federal people watching this stuff. They call that most secure. It had nothing to do, I believe, with reality. The whole world knows something is now wrong with America's election, especially when you get people like, Fetterman, you know, Uncle Fester with a gorter in his neck and Pennsylvania, it's just not real anymore, folks. I don't, you know, 76% of the country believes that our elections have serious problems and aren't right. And so what this will do, now a few things going on at the same time. Kerry Lake filed a suit with the Superior Court. They kicked it out, went to appeals court. Came back to Pills court again, and on February 1, she's going to get another stab at it. What that may do is where the judge arbitrarily picked two things out of ten. There were ten solid areas of evidence, folks, presented to show what happened in Maricopa, but the judge chose two. Chose only to hear two. He wouldn't let the others be discussed. It's a very good chance... That either those two get to be reheard or some of the eight, all of the eight, maybe all ten, we don't know. There's no way to know. We don't have a crystal ball, might be able to be brought back up in court. Now, there is an attorney that uh, basically has what he calls an anti woke civil liberty group attorney. It's called the Gavel Project. You can find them at thegavelproject.com that have decided to fight this. They believe that the judge, this attorney that heads it up, his name's Ryan Heath, believes that the judge ruling in the Kerry Lake case was wrong and not uh, based in how the law should have looked at it. And therefore, he has filed to... Remove, right, to remove Katie Hobbs pursuant to Arizona Law 16-676-B. Not that we're going to get into a lot of the legal hocus pocus, but I think it's very important that you understand some of the key words that are going around. The two key words are impermissibly uncertain impermissibly uncertain. And I've showed you it all comes down to words. The question is will the gavel project have they zeroed in on the words that are going to make a difference for every one of us in this case? Because the whole world's watching, folks. The entire world is watching. Many feel that Carrie Lake is our best and greatest last hope. She has committed to fight this to the bitter end. The deep states against her. The left's against her. The rat bastards are against her. The mafia's against her. The gangsters are against her. The gangs are against her. And the GOP is already trying to destroy her. Yes, the GOP, even though She is the rising star of the GOP because it's what you in America demand from our lawmakers. People that will stand up, stand out, shout out, and be counted. She has no problem calling the system out for being as bad as it is. And these rat bastards are bad because you know what? If we can't get our ballot right, our country's over. It's that simple. Greatest country in the world, founded on a piece of paper, Declaration of Independence. We screwed up a very simple piece of paper called the ballot. We go down, the whole world goes down. The world does not want to be enslaved any more than it is, and that's why the world is watching on pins and needles to see what we do. So in this program, I'm going to cover in detail all the facts and nuances about this impermissibly certain lawsuit served against the judge that dismissed the Carrie Lake suit. Folks, share this program. I'll be right back right after this.
0: See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back.
1: I'm going to guide you to two words that this case hinges upon and is built upon. The two words are impermissibly and uncertain, impermissibly and uncertain. Let's look at those as legal definitions of what they are. If you were to just go to Merriam-Webster's, you know that Impermissible or impermissibly just very simply means not uh, permissible. Certainty, on the certainty side of it, especially contract terms, organization terms, certainty basically means absolute. I've told you about this before. In law, it is called the balance of probabilities. The balance of probabilities. Think of Lady Liberty, you know, the little law statue with the scales. Basically, the balance of probabilities works like this. Every time the plaintiff, the one filing the suit, presents something and proves it, a little weight goes into that scale. Every time the defense successfully defends against it, the weight goes on that scale. And so that's where you have these weights kind of doing this. Until you get to the end, it's wherever the scale has tipped. That's the only measure. Has the scales tipped, right? Has the scales tipped. And this is very Very, very important when it comes to a lawsuit. Now, I know you watch, just like millions around the globe, the Cary Lake lawsuit. These things were very cut and dry, I think, to you as evidence. You're going, look, it's plain as day. No chain of custody, bad ballots, all this other stuff. And you watched attorneys do a tap dance to try to get Katie Hodds, Board of Supervisors, and everybody out of it. And this judge ruled in their favor. However, an attorney has challenged him and said, look, you didn't follow the rule of law. You didn't follow the rule of law in doing this. And in the rule of law, it is basically always about clear and convincing evidence. That's what this comes down to. Did they present clear and convincing evidence? The definition is clear and convincing evidence means and is that amount of evidence which produces in the tier of fact, right? A firm belief or conviction that it does prove the existence of fact, therefore it is proven. Now, it's not with no doubt. It can still have doubt. It says that clear and convincing evidence leaves no substantial doubt and is sufficiently strong to make you, right, not hesitate. Not hesitate. When you look at it, go, well, wait a minute, something's wrong there. Well, wait a minute, they didn't sign these ballots in. Well, wait a minute, they didn't count them. Well, see, that fails the hesitancy issue because you hesitate to go wait why why did this get kicked out and it's, it's what you did you go wait a minute I, i'm not an attorney but even i can see that so that is where all of this failed the hesitancy part so here's what Heath's petition is arguing it says that judge thompson set the burden of proof too high yes That is true. It can be done. It can be set too high. What he did is he required uh, Kerry Lake's attorneys to prove that the election misconduct by officials, this is key, ready, by officials was intentional and intended to affect the outcome of the election. We've talked about this forever. There can be all kinds of things violated, and they'll say, well, it was a boo-boo. We we didn't do it on purpose. Uh, uh, We didn't mean to. And so that one standard, because you really can't read people's minds, is the bar set too high, because the judge set it in a manner that would require that it be proved, right, reasonably, that it was intentional and intended to affect the outcome of election. Now, Heath says properly, this is the attorney that's brought the case against the judge, says that it is literally, and I agree with this, physically and mathematically impossible to verify the more than 1.3 million images or any of the chain of custody stuff that has to do with those images. It was impossible before that trial went in. It was impossible to have all that empirical evidence when it was in fact there in trial. Therefore, remember, if all of it could have been gone through a full forensic audit, then you would have had all the numbers. you had been able to see everything. But they, they don't let that happen. They push that away. They, they don't want you diving into it. And so they want you to deal on just little odd instances. Uh, well, it happened here in these 10. And the reason they do that is so it just looks like a boo-boo. Now, it's completely different when you show... 200,000 of those boo-boos, <laughs> right? Or you show 200,000 of those boo-boos broken up, but there's 80,000 of them in a row right at the last of the election. Do you understand why they don't want to release the records? See, it as those sequence of events all tied together to everything that jumps over that hurdle of what the court wants you to do well you you didn't prove it was intentional you didn't prove they did it because they wanted to change the election well it's almost impossible to prove that without looking at everything that's why we developed full forensic audits. okay so what happened you have to understand now that this will probably end up going to the supreme court there in arizona I want to let you know, if you follow me on Locals, dot com I have loaded up for you to download the 41 pages of this lawsuit, which is completely different than others, that you might want to read. Because there's some very interesting things in this that were not in other lawsuits that I think are very telling, very Telling. You know, most of us believe that there absolutely was false testimony. These Republican officials there, these lawmakers, lied. You saw it, you caught it. They came back the second day, they backpedaled. Then we have this one supposed expert that couldn't be in the room for whatever reasons, but he could be in another room and read off his laptop. When he lied, he wasn't re- reading. That's how orchestrated that event was. Folks, we're talking about the Cary Lake judge has been sued. This may be a game changer. It all depends on impermissibly uncertain. It's very interesting. Share this.
0: I'll be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan daily on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back.
1: Guys, I want to have a very serious discussion with you about your home, your family, and your finances.
0: Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. We're talking about this uh,
1: lawsuit. A new lawsuit has been filed in Arizona. Arizona's ground zero, I believe. For us saving this nation. When history's written, when we win this and get done, you're gonna find in the history books that it is all going to come down to Arizona and the battle we've been waging for two years in Arizona, the full forensic audit, first time in history ever done, historic. That was because of you, you made it happen. Now, there is a brand new suit that's been filed by a project called the Gavel. Project. The Gavel Project has filed it. And it says, look, they conduct tainted elections on impermissibly uncertain evidence. All legal cases need to be clear and convincing evidence. Clear and convincing evidence. That's just what would persuade a common sense person to believe that it's more likely true. Then it is not true. More likely true than not true. I think you saw that. And it's all based on the preponderance of evidence that I've, I've, I've talked to you about for years. So here's how the way it goes. This attorney, his name is Ryan Heath. He's with The Gavel Project. You can go to thegavelproject.com and you can find him and support him. He has filed a suit in the state Supreme Court in Arizona against the judge Peter Thompson... He is demanding that the Maricopa County Superior Judge Peter Thompson vacate his ruling, means he's got to walk away from it, and award the election to Kerry Lake. That's the basis of the suit, okay? So he has filed this um, in court. It's very well laid out, and it is all controversial, Um What it hinges on is nobody, including legal experts, cannot ascertain where Judge Thompson came up with the level, the high bar he set. Where did he get that? Where did he get that it didn't rise to the action that there was enough of it, right? Or that it was intentional. And so the suit basically says... um, he set an artificially high bar. He required that Kerry Lake's attorneys leap this high bar, which shouldn't have been there, in order to overturn the election. He required that, and this is the basis of it, he required that by showing clear and convincing evidence that misconduct was intentional and meant to change the election, right? He wanted to know that it was performed by one of the people in charge and that it was, in fact, to change the election. But that's the wrong standard. Here's what it's going on. He said that the judge should have relied on a previous case in Arizona in 1997, which is Reyes versus Cumming. Reyes versus Cumming. Now, the basis of this is how close. Here's what's on. In the Reyes versus Cumming case in 1977, it involved basically the similar circumstances where signatures on the envelopes were not compared to the voter registration list, which violated a non-technical statute, right? Non-technical statute. Now, this lawsuit is seeking to order the public official to do their job right, and that is you got to do your job right in order for this to be even verified. He's saying they didn't do their job right. And it all hinges on this signature verification. Now, he reviewed just a minimal amount of the evidence on signature verification, but here's what it really comes down to. It's very interesting because I've talked to you about this before. He said he reviewed a minimal amount of time signature verifications were given to compare the signatures on each ballot envelope, with the signatures in the system. And he contends, which is exactly correct, you've already known this, you've heard it from me, that it was physically and mathematically impossible for them to have engaged in the statutory mandate task of, a, of verifying signatures. I told you this. It occurred in two categories, the signatures and trying to uh, figure out in provisionals what kind of adjudicated adjudication needs to happen changes to the ballots well since all of this was done by ai it circumvented human observation it would normally take two people sitting there with an also third unbiased person with assisted help by the computer it would take at least 30 seconds to look at a signature right and to verify that it was done to to look at the signature would Take about 30 seconds. It means you're comparing things. You're looking at it. You're looking at every nuance. Let's just do 30 seconds. Here we go. That's 15 seconds. That's 30 seconds. That's about the time it takes for three people to look at it, compare bo- bo- before and after, and all three party be in agreement. It's not really a lot of time. However, the great thing about our elections being done with computer systems backing them up is you can look at how long did they allow for a... Uh, ballot to be checked right the signature ready i'm going to give you the amount of time ready start over let me do that again ready start over they allowed 0.975 seconds not even one whole second not even one whole second for even the computer to look at it or even two impartial supposedly right Uh, bipartisan with an observer. It is physically impossible for a human to do that with any accuracy, to even do a comparison or to even be a meaningful comparison. Now you get the premise of what it is. That is why it's saying you cannot, you cannot even begin to verify these things. Now, the workers in the election, They were reporting that the rejection rate on signature verification, where they look at what's signed on the voting envelope combined with what's on file, was on average 25% and as high as 40%. So that's four out of every 10 ballots being kicked out, or two or three uh, out of every 10 ballots being kicked out, okay? Now this is required, this is required by what's called the Arizona Statute 16-550A. Now, when all of these bipartisan people looked at it, and we're talking human eyes looking at what the computer has pulled up, and human eyes saying that's not right, and they rejected it, somehow between them rejecting it and being turned in when they submit it, they were allowed to be approved anyway. They were approved. The reviewers would just put a sticker on the ballot saying they were approved. Nobody looked at them again. Somebody above them was undoing it. You're talking one out of every four ballots on its low end did not match. And it says by Arizona law that it cannot be counted. Period. It cannot be counted. Now, This statute basically is very important to the Reyes case. You know, Reyes, uh, the trial court, it was a trial court. uh, They brushed off uh, statutory regulations and they allow allowing one of the candidates. okay, uh, to stay in office. okay. and although that they they fighted this, they fought this thing. It ended up in a reversal of who got in. Okay, that's why it's called the Reyes case, because it undid it, and it placed his Democratic, it was Republican, it placed his Democratic opponent who challenged it back in office one year later. The court stated that the non-technical statutes, the non-technical statutes, okay, the non-technical statutes advanced the constitutional of goal, goal of setting forth procedural safeguards to prevent undue influence, fraud, ballot tampering, and voter intimidation. And it added that the election statutes are mandatory, not advisory, mandatory. You have to follow them, or there is no law at all. What's key here is we kind of have almost a duplicate again, okay? It went on to stay, the court went on to say, is the purpose of this ARS 16-4, 550a is to prevent the inclusion of invalid votes to prevent the inclusion of invalid votes and when you include invalid votes you know you you usurp the people's right the court said when you do that it affects the result there you go that's what the judge was saying did it affect the election well now you know by a previous court ruling it affected the election The second part of it is, in this previously decided case, the law confirmed that not only does this affect the result, but at its minimus, at its its weakest level, it renders the outcome of the election uncertain. There was also an opinion cited in Maricopa called Miller versus uh, Pica, Pia Piacho. I think is how you say it. This was in elementary school district uh, 33. The Miller established that an election contestant need only show that absentee ballots counted in violation of a non-technical statute changed the outcome of election or rendered it uncertain. And that, here you go folks, ready? Fraud is not a necessary element. There's the bingo, baby. There is the bingo, right there. And when you look at the fact that Hobbs has a had a showed a margin of victory over Cary Lake of .668982, two thirds of a point. The margin in Reyes was 6.62179. They are so incredibly close; they could be the same thing and the judge in the reyes case with the same thing done ruled it's valid it does create problems it does uh, allow elections to uh, go awry and it should be overturned and that it does in fact lead to and should be overturned because of voter disenfranchisement this is a big big deal folks This case has some teeth to it. I'm actually very pleased with it as I read more. As I told you, I posted it on my locals local jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. This has some teeth. It's filed. Hang tight when I come back and I'll give you my final comments right after this.
0: Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back.
1: Okay, folks, we're talking about Carrie Lake's judge that heard her case has now been sued. And it has to do with the premise that Maricopa is conducting tainted elections processes that have rendered the election outcome impermissibly uncertain. It literally means none of it should be allowed. It's impermissible by it is, but it's so filled with uncertainty that there's no way they, they or he could have even made a judgment call. He set the bar too high. Now, I told you about the cases that already proved in Arizona this case should have standing and legs. Additionally, in this case, there are notations about how Maricopa County Recorder Stephen Richter, rat bastard that he is, explained that he received 120,000 ballots, uh, early drop-off ballots on election night that he'd never seen before that's mentioned in here it's mentioned in here that there is a large discrepancy between the total number of mail-in ballot packets submitted by a, a, a maricopa county electors on the day than what was processed now the good thing about it is he paid attention he put packets not ballots remember i told you it was about word sausage and that's how they did it on the witness stand they don't call them ballots yet they call them packets Only when it's open and the ballots separate and run through does it become a ballot. So this guy has worded it right. Has worded it right, okay? And that's what he's fighting on. He additionally says that the Arizona Constitution has a clause that states, and this is 14th Amendment everywhere, U.S. 14th Amendment. I've told you this right. I told you we tracked what we found in 2020 by 14th Amendment violations. He has followed the same thing. And it says that all persons similarly situated should be treated alike. That's the 14th Amendment, right? Equal in the eyes of the law. Arizona Constitution has a similar clause. It is called the Privileges and Immunity Clause. It states that no law shall be enacted granting to any citizen, class of citizens, or corporation, or uh, other than municipal, uh, right, municipals, they get no more privileges or immunities. It all should be the same terms, period. And it has to be equal. That's the key. That's the key. Article 2, Section 1 of the Arizona Constitution provides that all elections shall be free and equal. Attorney Heath contends that the Equal Protection Clause was violated due to the improper counting Of many of the mail-in ballots, he cited another case, which is called Chavez versus Brewer, which has already been decided with Arizona courts, that said that held that Arizona's constitutional right to a free and equal election is implicated, ready for this, when the votes are not properly counted, and it ruled, and it ruled that one need only to establish that a significant number of votes cast in the challenged matter were what? Not properly recorded and counted. And they admitted this on the witness stand. And so in this, with this level of necessities and it's very strict scrutiny, just arguing case law, period that they had no option for signature verification. It was an impossible burden for Maricopa to meet. There was no way that they did it right, even though there were many ways they could have done it right that they didn't. So he has filed for an order removing Hobbs from office and requiring that Judge Thompson vacate his decision. Now, you can read about the Gavel Project. The Gavel Project. Go to thegavelproject.com. They crowdsource and crowdfund attorneys across the states to fight these. He's followed many things, mass mandates, et cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But this is one attorney fighting these woke and corrupt and unjust rulings, that are just refusing to look at the evidence. Even just by the little I gave you here, it's clear to see there is more than enough runway and previous court decisions to challenge what Judge Thompson set in the Cary Lake trial. He applied just by seeing the other court cases where rulings came down in the court It is very obvious that Judge Thompson set a higher standard in this case specifically for Carrie Lake. It's very clear and apparent, especially when you look at these previous cases. And in fact, when you understand one of these complete reversals was for a Democrat candidate that experienced the same thing. This goes to not only... Did Arizona voters not get treated the same? Carrie Lake, in court, was held to a completely different standard. It also shows that the Board of Supervisors, who in 97 were guilty of this, come here this time around, well, they were held to a much looser standard. This is why we have laws, folks. This is why every stone must be unturned, or turned, I guess I should say. We have to dig deep. This is the value of people getting involved. This is a value of all the education we've been doing. We've been talking about this before. How the hell did they look at a signature when they clicked and approved 1,000 ballots in mere seconds? There you go. It's they didn't. And this is going to bring this into the court of records. It's already filed in the court of records. If it goes to court, it is literally going to change so many things in our election laws because you know, if you've been watching me for just this last two years talking about this, they cannot prove they even did it themselves. They can't prove they verified the signatures. They can't prove that they changed the ballots when it came to... Literally deciding what did the person want or intent when it's done automatically by computers. There is no way to adjudicate it Let's hope for the best in this folks. I think this has some good legs and it's telling these rat
0: bastards to cut the crap Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out but not you you've been learning how to tell the system